The work of ministry is valuable work. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. It's Friday, and we're moving on today in 1 Corinthians. We're going to be starting chapter 9. Today we're looking at verses 1 through 12. And Paul is making a case in these verses for his ministry as an apostle and the rights of apostleship uh, as being one of the key leaders in the Christian movement as it was growing in the first century uh, following Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension to the Father. Um, I think it's important that we understand that those who serve us in our local churches are serving uh, a ministry capacity that not many are called to, and it's important that we support and encourage and take care of our ministry leaders uh, for the work that they're doing, Um, and Paul is basically making a case for that here. Um, And so uh, as we prepare to study this morning, let's go before the Father. Faithful God, we thank you for another week, and we are grateful, Lord God, to see your hand at work in our lives every step of the way. Uh, We thank you, Lord, that you've seen us through, and here we are on Friday, once again hungry to hear from your word. Speak into our hearts those things that you have for us today, Lord. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see, we pray, uh, that your Holy Spirit would come alongside as teacher and awaken us to these truths that transform. We love you, Lord, and we thank you again for this time in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, this is uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 1 through 12. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not the result of my work in the Lord? Even though I may not be an apostle to others, surely I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who sit in judgment on me. Don't we have the right to food and drink? Don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us, as do the other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Or is it only I and Barnabas who lack the right to not work for a living? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes? Who tends a flock and does not drink the milk? Do I say this merely on human authority? Doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, Do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. Is is it about oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says this for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us, because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? But we did not use this right. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Christ. Now, we have to imagine that some action, some word, some criticism probably triggered this um, defense from Paul. Um, he's providing a defense while at the same time not sounding defensive. He's just stating the facts. He's saying we're, we're performing a function that's vital to the life of the church, and um, others are paid uh, appropriately and compensated appropriately for what they do. But um, Barnabas and I, in order to not get in the way of the gospel, we've not really mouthed forth our needs. We've not really been um, quick to ask for help. Um, we've 
we've allowed <laughs> uh, ourselves to go without uh, in order not to hinder uh, the movement of the gospel into new places. Uh, but he makes the case that um, based on the work they're doing uh, and the churches that they're supporting and encouraging, uh, that it's not unfair or um, it's not improper for them to reap a material harvest for the work that they've done. And so really that's the the trajectory, that's the scope of, of what he's saying here. Um, he brings up the other apostles in other areas who have taken up wives and are making a living uh, for their work of apostleship. And uh, he even bases it in the work of Moses and the ministry that he was called to in the Old Testament. And so he's rooting his claim in what's actually happening presently and what's happened in the past among God's people. And um, I understand his concerns. Often churches uh, don't do a good job of taking care of their ministry leaders and their families. Uh, some churches do a marvelous job at it and, and are sacrificial in, in a beautiful way. Uh, but some churches look for ways of uh, getting around having to provide the proper support for their pastor and his family. Um, I think it's most healthy churches where the DNA of the church is healthy and ministry focused and focused on the mission of Christ. Most churches want to do a good job of taking care of their ministry leaders so that they can alleviate them of the burden of having to have worldly concerns. They can stay focused on the mission of Christ. They can stay focused on growing the church, on uh, providing ministry uh, and leadership to the congregation uh, and encouraging the congregation in their ministry in the world. And that's the call of a local ministry leader. Now, Paul was an evangelist in a lot of places, and he was dependent on the material support that those um, ministries would provide him for his work of leadership among them. Um, and Paul um, was frequently in transit from place to place, sharing the gospel and, and raising up new work. And so certainly there's no doubt from our perspective that Paul was a worker worth his due. And, um, and so uh, there must have been something that triggered this. Perhaps the Corinthian church was not uh, coming through with ministry support to Paul, and he felt he had the need to address that with them. Um, or he was perhaps getting criticism from other quadrants uh, where he was establishing a ministry presence, and uh, he felt the need to address this. Now, these letters wouldn't always stay put in the communities they were written to. They would at times migrate out into other places. And so what Paul was saying here would have filtered into some other neighboring places where the gospel was taking off. And so these are good things to consider, and it's always challenging um, maybe it's a check for us in our own attitude toward our pastor and toward our other ministry leaders and our thoughts about the work they do versus uh, the work that we do. Um, everyone's function is unique and everyone is placed uh, where God has them uh, to be a minister of the gospel. For some people, it's in corporate offices. For some people, it's in um, church leadership. And so we want to make sure that our attitude toward our church leaders uh, is reflected in the support that we provide them materially as they lead us. All right, my friends, have a great weekend. Thanks for taking time out of your day to study, and I pray that this has been of encouragement to you today. God bless.